speaker box loud Hitting that stuff till you hearing that sound Ladies and gentlemen, if my eyes don't deceive me, it is the last week of September, heading into the first week of October, the beautiful month of October, and your Miami Hurricanes are 4-0. and First time we can say that since 2017, when we started 10-0. and We all remember how that season finished. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the fact that your Miami Hurricanes are 4-0. and This is Miami Knights. I am Joe Nugent. Folks, today I am not joined alongside by Jimmy Nugent. I got very jealous of him last week that he soloed the episode. Um, I listened, and he kind of stole the show. Really did a great job, made me feel like I wasn't even needed on this show, and so I forced him into allowing me to try one by myself, see if uh, if I really am as inadequate as I felt last week. No, in all seriousness, just had some stuff pop up this week. It's been a weird week, so... Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and record this one solo. Jimmy will be back next week in the saddle. But yeah, it's going to be a shorter episode. Quite frankly, uh, I'm a minute in and I have no idea what I'm going to talk about here. Um, What is this? Miami Knights. Yeah, Miami Hurricanes football. Okay. Bye week this week, but uh, coming off of a, a big victory against Temple. I mean, guys, we're four games in. We've played one good team in Texas A&M. Looks to be a better team than I think even people thought. I mean, they handled Auburn. I think Texas A&M is a good football team, and we crushed them. And then we've played three inferior opponents, and we've absolutely blasted them. So I don't know what more we could want going into a bye week and going into ACC play. I mean, how refreshing does this feel? that we get to go into a bye week coming off of a win. I mean, I used to hate bye weeks. They were always coming off of a loss, and it was just there was nothing worse. You lose your game, and then it's like we don't even get to play next week. And quite frankly, I guess the only positive thing about bye weeks in the past was that we didn't have to watch us lose again. But this is completely different. Now, we're 4-0. We have a chance to get healthy we're going into a bye week. I can just watch football, sit down on the couch, and watch other teams suffer through the gauntlet that is college football and suffer through the stretch while I'm kicking back knowing we're undefeated heading into ACC play next week against Georgia Tech, 8 p.m. kickoff, Miami Knights. Let's talk a little bit about that Temple game, though. Rough weather there in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia, city of brotherly love, they call it. I know Jimmy said last week we're not going to talk about crowd talk and stadium talk. I am going to talk about Temple Stadium and crowd. You want to talk about a team that badly needs their own stadium? Good Lord. Temple, that is a rough, rough setup you got there for game day. They don't even get their own midfield logo. They don't get the end zones painted. Maintenance people, grounds crew throw up a few tarps, say Temple Owls, and we call it a day? I mean, what are we doing? I guess the only good news about going to those games is you get sideline tickets for a buck. Absolutely insane. There was way more Miami Hurricane fans there. The Miami Hurricane fans showed out. I live over here in New York City. Ever heard of it? I thought about hopping on the train to go over and catch a game, but uh, I didn't, so that's the end of that story. Anyways... Let's talk about this game. Tough weather. 
but man, did we ball out. Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke is playing at a clip that few people in the country are playing at. Second highest QBR in the nation behind Washington's quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. 91.5 QBR. Tyler Van Dyke is playing football on an entirely different level. Tyler Van Dyke's playing football on a level we didn't even see his freshman year um, when when he was rising to the top and then going into his second year when he had all that Heisman talk. He's playing at a higher level net. The balls that he is throwing, is it's beautiful. It makes me weep watching some of these ball placements and just sheer control of the offense. He's zipping the ball if he wants. He's doing a loop-de-doop-de-doop, dropping it right into the breadbasket if he wants. Tyler Van Dyke's running the ball if he wants. A little RPO action, keeping it. Scamper up the sidelines. Tyler Van Dyke, I, sir, I owe you an apology. There were a couple times last year, quite frankly, some of the boo birds came out of my mouth. And I am ashamed of it. I was calling for Jakari Brown last year. Jakari, I think you're going to be a great quarterback, but nobody on this team is able to do what Tyler Van Dyke's doing. No one in the nation is able to do what Tyler Van Dyke's doing right now. If he can keep this up, we are going to be in great shape. Keeping it on the offense, folks, we have a big three of wide receivers. Going into this season, Jimmy and I talked about the biggest question marks, wide receivers and offensive line. Those are two of our best and the most high-performing parts of the offense. Our wide receivers, the big three of Jacoby George, Xavier Restrepo, and Kobe Young, I mean, it is glorious. The TVD-Restrepo combination is deadly. I mean, he's back there, eyes closed, just ripping it to Restrepo, like they're both just dreaming in their bunk beds in their dorm room. It's not fair, quite frankly. Jimmy and I shared bunk beds growing up. We understand that kind of connection. There's nothing like it. And so, I just think what we're seeing, the production we're seeing from the QB wide receiver duo, and then with the protection we're getting from the offensive line, it's extremely exciting. Now, we've got some injuries, right? We're, we're battling some injuries here. We saw Matt Lee go down um, in the Temple game, and that's concerning. Um, it's tough with the Miami Hurricanes. You don't get any info on injuries. I mean, we don't know when guys are coming back, how they're doing, but whatever. It doesn't seem Mario Cristobal mentioned that the injuries aren't serious. Um, so the bye week's coming up at a perfect time, a chance for everyone to get healthy. Um, running back by committee, we've talked about it and it is, we see it every week and it's just whoever you roll out there. We didn't see any AJ Allen this week, uh, which was interesting, but we saw Cheney, Fletcher, Parrish, Chris Johnson at the end, which I had no idea. Jimmy mentioned it last week, and I thought he was making up that that is Chris Johnson Sr.'s son, Chris Johnson Jr. Who could his daddy run? Wow. And he can run. Man is fast. Freshman. Exciting stuff, people. I just, I couldn't be happier with our offense. Again, Jimmy mentioned it last I'm going to keep saying that Jimmy mentioned it last week because he mentioned everything last week, and I realized this man can do the show on his own. Why am I here? I don't even know how to work these. I have no idea how to edit these things. I don't know how to use the technology. I'm simply a talking head here that is not needed. So that's just, I have to deal with that. 
my own time with my therapist. But he mentioned last week that, oh, what did he mention? I just completely lost my train of thought as I was, see, this is it. This is why I don't even belong here. Whatever. We're moving on. Hurricanes have scored at least 38 points in their first four games for only the second time in the AP poll era. We have an offense that can keep up with anybody. We have an offense that can come from behind and win games. We have an offense that will put up points. So if our defense struggles, we're okay. That was not the case last year. No, it was not. Good Lord. Last year, we had no offense and we couldn't score any points. And if our defense gave up two touchdowns, we would lose. Different story this year. And it's very good to see. Defensive side of the ball, rush defense dominated. We basically told EJ Warner, the son of the great Kurt Warner, who EJ, you're not going to be your father, but that's okay. You're just going to have to cope with that. We basically told EJ Warner, you're going to have to beat us throwing the ball. And he did not do that. Rush defense absolutely dominated. Now, the negative side of that is we did give up a few big gash plays on defense. And this has kind of been, our the defense has done their job up to this point this season, but quite frankly, we're going to need to see more. We're going to need to see more out of our secondary, and I know with the injuries and, and missing Cam Kinchins seems to be huge. Obviously, we knew it was huge, but like, we are really missing Cam Kinchins. Um, and so I don't know when he's going to be back. I don't know if he'll be back for the Georgia Tech game, but like, we got to figure out how to we got to figure out how to step up in his absence because right now our secondary is getting gashed. And like that was his position group going into the year that we were feeling very confident about. And we're just giving up too many big plays. Defensive line is playing well. Linebackers are playing well. It's the secondary that we're, it's just too many big plays. And you've got to get, I'm okay with the defense kind of a little bend don't break, but it's those big gash plays that will kill you. And and we got hit by a couple of those against Temple. And quite frankly, we're lucky that they didn't score more points than they did. Um, and so I, I think that's really the only negative is, especially in that weather too, like they shouldn't have been able to get some of those big plays and make some of those throws against us. But it is what it is. And when you have that rush defense that did what they did, I mean, you're leaving guys on islands out there. But quite frankly, our corners should be good enough um, to survive on islands with those wide receivers. And and we just didn't do it. But it is what it is. It was still a dominant performance. I'd say dominant performance on both sides of the ball. To Corey Couch, huge game. Two interceptions. I mean, that's a guy that has had his ups and downs in his Miami Hurricanes career, um, but really stepped up and is balling out uh, while some guys are down and hurt. So I'm good with it. Uh, Leonard Taylor had a couple plays that are going to end up on, you know, when you're watching the NFL draft and they're showing the highlight reel. Leonard Taylor had one of those last week against Temple, the little one-arm bring down. I mean, the guy is strong. He's a different animal on that defensive line. Um very exciting to see that linebackers continue to play well. I mean, that's that's a position group that has been a, a gap for us in the last few years. And the fact that we now have athletic linebackers, smart linebackers that can make plays, can make open tackles, very exciting. Even Corey Flagg has taken a step up this year. So all in all, extremely happy. 
had a fan question from uh, at Corey Carmona on X. Corey Carmona runs the social You Heard pod. Uh, he's an All Hurricanes contributor, and he asked, "What position group has impressed you the most after four weeks?" And I gotta go. I gotta go offensive line. It's we have absolutely dominated, and you have seen the ability with a strong offensive line. That's when Tyler Van Dyke thrives. Just give the man time back there, and he will pick defenses apart. And then being able to just run the ball at will. This offense is so much fun to watch. We don't go at a high speed. It's not some hurry up, air rated out offense. But we basically, so far, four games in, have done what we want with the football. Running and passing. And it's all thanks to in the trenches and the offensive line. Now, gotta stay healthy, right? Like, we don't have the depth yet to be able to afford some of the big injuries that we've kind of so far have steered clear from, but the injury injury bug could get us. The injury bug could end this season that we're having. Um, fingers crossed it doesn't. Knock on wood. If you believe in that sort of thing. But we'll see. So as long as offensive line stays healthy, obviously that means Tyler Van Dyke will probably stay healthy and it things could get exciting. So here we are, 4-0. Looking forward, we start ACC play next week against Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets come to... Or is that a home... Yeah, it is a home game. 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. kickoff. Miami Knights. Do we wear the Miami Knights uniforms? I say we should. I mean, come on. We've got momentum. We It's a first ACC game. It's a night game. Let's just wear the Miami Knights jerseys, make everyone happy, Get a win in them so then you can resell them, auction them off, all the different charities, everyone's happy. And now you don't have some guy wearing his black Miami Knights jersey and it remem- it reminds you of a brutal loss you had at home. Wear the jerseys against Georgia Tech and let's just have some fun, okay? So, we go into ACC play. It's very easy to start looking ahead here, people. The way that not only we look, but the rest of the ACC looks, folks, I don't even want to say it out loud, but you're all thinking it. We've got a chance. FSU has looked vulnerable the last two games. Boston College, Clemson should have beat them. I mean, Clemson should have beat them if they didn't have a financial broker kicking for them. But... We can do this, people. We can do this. I'm going to temper expectations, though. Let's just beat Georgia Tech. You beat Georgia Tech, you're 5-0. and We head to Chapel Hill against North Carolina. We're a better team than North Carolina. From what I've seen, we're a better team than North Carolina. It's a tough place to play. We should be able to beat them 6-0. and Clemson. We're a better team than Clemson. We should beat Clemson. It's at home. 7-0. and We're rolling. We're running. We're banging. Now, you go... Biggest game left's at FSU. Why not beat them? Why not go undefeated? Why not win the ACC championship? Why not go to the national championship? Why not win the whole dang thing? We're going to temper expectations, okay? Beat Georgia Tech. Miami Knights, 8 p.m. Let's just focus on that. We got a bye week this week. We get healthy. We'll temper it. Speaking of FSU, they, recent AP poll, they moved out of the top four. Um... 
Sorry, guys, I'm reeling here. I don't know how Jimmy did this. Just talking. My, my mind's all over the place. Am I already done with the recap? Am, am, I already, am I already done with looking ahead? I guess so. How far are we in? Like 16 minutes? It's going to be a short episode. <sighs> you people don't care. FSU moves out of the top four in the AP poll. Okay, whatever. I mean, I know they didn't look great against the last two weeks, but like you still went into Death Valley and beat Clemson, uh, whatever. And then Florida moves up in the rankings after kicking five field goals against Charlotte, only beating them by 15 at home. And what are we doing? I know, whatever, eight people rankings, doesn't matter. But it's like, some of these people don't even watch the football games. It's insane to me. Um, Where was I even going with that? Yeah, that was just, that was where I was going. What a disaster, people. Lock of the weeks. I'm three and one on my locks. Jimmy is one and three. Texas A&M over Auburn last week was an easy pick. I'm telling you, everyone thinks because Miami beat Texas A&M that Texas A&M's bad. That's what people go to. They can't fathom that the Miami Hurricanes beat a good football team. But I think we're going to see that that's the case. Uh, Texas A&M had high hopes going into this year, and I think they still have high hopes. And the um, the SEC there seems a lot more open than people previously thought. So, lock of the week this week. I've got USC, the Trojans, 21.5 point favorites over Colorado. I was riding high on Dion a couple weeks ago, but boy, did they get whooped by Oregon. So, I think, uh, yeah, I think Colorado's got a long ways to go, and USC is a very good football team. I think USC covers. 21 and a half. That's my lock. Jimmy has Notre Dame. Six points over Duke. This is an interesting one. Duke's a great story. Notre Dame coming off of a brutal loss to Ohio State. Old Al Golden put 10 people on defense for two straight plays. Can't say we didn't warn you, Notre Dame, about old Al Golden. Nice guy, nice guy. Bad judge of character. Brutal loss. Notre Dame's reeling. Now they have to play a Duke team who's riding high, has tons of momentum, game day, going to Duke. First time ever? Has to be, right? (sighs) Jimmy thinks Notre Dame covers... Six-point favorites beats Duke on the road. I mean, I do think Duke, uh, I think there's, yeah, it's tough. They looked good against Clemson. I mean, they Clemson still should have beat them. Duke, uh, Clemson didn't score twice from the first and goal. That Riley Leonard's a heck of a quarterback. Man, I would love to see Duke beat Notre Dame. I'd love to see it, but Jimmy's got Notre Dame winning that game by a touchdown. That's his lock. So, folks, your Miami Hurricanes, whoa, Miami, have a bye week this week. BYE, we are undefeated against BYE. Hope everyone just enjoys the weekend, enjoys the college football on Saturday. 
Uh, we've got Ryder Cup this weekend as well. And then, of course, NFL on Sunday. And uh, the, any Miami Dolphin fans out there, I mean, things are looking pretty good. Miami Dolphins 3-0, Hurricanes 4-0. What is going on, people? Temper expectations, but it's looking very likely the Miami Hurricanes and the National Championship and the Miami Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Oh, man. I think that is all I've got for you people. I mean, this episode, Jimmy is not going to be happy with me. This is 20 minutes we are in right now. And uh, it's all I have. But I, I'm not as good as him. I can't do what he did. I mean, he did have a another game to preview. I don't have that. I think it's fine. Okay, people? I think it's fine. Anyways, enjoy the last few days of September. Wake me up when September ends. Heading into October, the beautiful month of October, the leaves get crisp and crunchy. The ghosts and ghouls come out to play. The trick-or-treaters skip up the sidewalk. It's a glorious month, and your Miami Hurricanes have a chance to do something special. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Let's just see the schedule coming up in October. Quick prediction of what I think we're going to do. So in October, we're home against Georgia Tech at North Carolina, home against Clemson, home against Virginia. I mean, those two, at North Carolina and then home against Clemson. At worst, obviously, you have to go one and one there. You can't drop two straight. You have to go one and one. And I, you got to beat Clemson at home. Like, the time has come where we beat Clemson at home. Enough of getting embarrassed by them. They come into our house. They come into the rock, and we beat them. And we send Dabo running back up that hill. I'm running up that hill. Running up that hill. At worst, you go three and one in the month of October. You're sitting at seven and one heading into November. That is pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'll take four and zero oh, though, folks. I will take four and zero oh and book it. I'm excited. I went into this season with low expectations. My expectations now are through the roof. National championship or bust. I'm Joe Nugent. This is Miami Knights. Jimmy, I need you back next week. This has been the worst 25 minutes of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, go Hurricanes. Oh, Miami, we've got some canes over Whoosh, whoosh. Rocky like a hurricane. Oh, 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 oh. All right, bye.